pornographic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. I am Gary Michael Schultz, and welcome to another Cinematic Quicksand Quick Blast. Before we get started on this very special episode, I'd like to introduce the man who rides with the devil on the daily, my co-host, the Doge. Yes, I ride with the devil because the devil is in my ride, you know? (laughs) Exactly, and that's kind of the point of this uh, episode here, this Quick Blast. So, Doge, on this very special episode... We are celebrating the 10th anniversary of filming the last day of principal photography with horror icon Sid Haig on our very first independent feature, Devil in My Ride. That's right. 10 years ago on Halloween night, we made a movie with Sid Haig and it was fucking awesome. You fellas have really gotten into a mess. Doreen is possessed by the occult demon. You have 72 hours to free your soul, and the only exorcism priest I know is living on the streets of Las Vegas. When I think about Halloweens, I think about that one, and that is such a surreal moment still. To be Halloween, having that Halloween like air on you, that energy, just Midwest rustling leaves crunching under your feet and you're walking to a film set to shoot with Sid Haig on your first like feature that you and your buddies are making and have, you know, basically paid their own out of their own pocket to get Sid Haig there. (laughs) And, uh, it was such a surreal moment and it was one of my favorite film moments. So I can't wait to deep dive in on this, you know, before we get any deeper into this episode, We have a very special guest in the studio with us. I'm talking actor, artist, co-star of Devil in My Ride, and our very good friend, Mr. Joey Bacicchi. What up, guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here, Joe. Yeah, Joey. Welcome to the podcast, bud. We cannot talk about Devil in My Ride without you. It was a band. There is (laughs) a group of us, and you are definitely the lead singer of it. You're the face of the band, man. Band of gypsies, baby. Well, it was... It was kind of a three-piece, but uh, if it weren't for you guys, I wouldn't have uh, been in the film, and I'm forever grateful for it. It's led to some great things, and I I always had a blast shooting the films and uh, looking back on it, especially on a special day like today. Well, truth, if you did not agree to be in this film, it probably wouldn't have happened either. So Yeah, there's only one Hank in my book, and that, <laughs> that's Joey Bacicchi. I love you too. So, uh, Doge, what is Devil in My Ride about? Well, it is about a gentleman named Hank who uh, marries the woman of his dreams. We're getting married. At his wedding reception, the bride's estranged brother, kind of a all-around fuck-up, but good guy, comes in and inadvertently curses the bride by giving her a cursed necklace. Got a necklace for Doreen, and uh, it came with a, with a blessing. I'd like to read that right now to my sister Doreen. Obviously, at the reception, right when Hank's celebrating his life with his new wife, she gets possessed by a demon. Devil Bride. So it's the Devil Bride, and the only way that Hank can save the wife of his wife, the life of his wife, (laughs) uh, the only way he can save the life of his wife is to get her an exorcism. And the only exorcism priest around happens to be in Vegas. Vegas it is, man. I'll go start up the van, you get Doreen. Of course, of course. A road trip of comedy happens with 
Hank and Travis and the Devil Bride in a van called Black Mama mm. on the way to Las Vegas to find a man named Johnny Priest. Wow, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. And who inceptioned this story? Well, it was uh, you and I, my friend. <laughs> Dan, that <laughs> there's, was brilliant. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, kind of happened to get this thing going or inspiration. And one of those things was me driving a really shitty van for one point in my life. That is true. Devil in My Ride started off as a short film that we filmed on the south side of Chicago on dirt for money. I don't even know if it was oh, money. Yeah. And it was basically because you had a van that was dying and I talked you into destroying it for the sake of art. And destroying <laughs> is what we did to it. <laughs> Joe, do you remember opening the van the door just completely falling off at one point the original green the original green van yes yes oh. green machine man green machine at the end of that i remember you brought it to carmax and you ended up getting money for it right yeah i got like 200 bucks for for that <laughs> they should have charged you 200 dollars to throw that <laughs> thing away like oh but before that it stayed in front of my parents house for like months and actually my parents are still pissed at me because one day the cops like pounded on the door like hand on the gun because there is a van parked in front of their house that's covered in blood given it's fake blood but the thing was just completely crime scened out and cops had to knock on my parents door and be like hey what the fuck is this and they're like my asshole son as well the cops should have yeah, by the way exactly and this was still when you were still a public school teacher by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah corrupting the youth of america you know uh yeah i guess that's probably why i'm not a uh, public school teacher anymore too and that's also doge played a priest in the end of the short, and he uh, in just balls boxers <laughs> with a massive, massive, dirty mustache. One of the best I've ever seen while he was teaching. It is true. I was student teaching with this terrible, terrible mustache that uh, I insisted I grow for my. <laughs> that it was me. No like, I could have. I could have been like, "Hey, I don't need to grow this mustache for like months," but I did it. So the short film, much like one of our heroes, Sam Raimi, when he did Within the Woods, and he used that to help raise money for Evil Dead, that's yep. kind of what we did. And uh, we used that to start raising money and also using our own money and credit cards to make our first feature film, Devil in My Ride. We need to regroup on this shit. Let's go. Yep. We had this idea. We have the horses. We got Joey and Frank, who we know we're going to kill the chemistry. I think that like when people watch Devil My Ride, we knew we would have great acting and great chemistry. We just were confident that we'd figure the rest out. Yeah, Devil My Ride was a horror comedy. And honestly, due to budget, we needed to lean into one thing or another. And we had to make that choice anyway. So we leaned into the comedy because we had confidence in our writing and confidence in our talent, meaning Joey and Frank, and of course, Sid Haig. Literally, I, we can talk forever about Devil My Ride, which we probably will, but I feel this episode is going to be highlighting Sid Haig. Is he plays his character Iggy, you know? Iggy yeah. is a uh, far out there cat, you know? Kind of a big kahuna figure, a spirit yes. animal. Yes, so he's the one who sets them on the journey. He gives them the information about the demon. He tells them that they have 72 hours to save their wife's lives and save the day. So 
that's what we use them for. We're like, cool. We need to get somebody badass to play that role. Yeah, we needed uh, somebody who was popular in that genre, someone that had fanfare. Sid Haig, for those of you that don't know, got started in the 60s with infamous cult director Jack Hill. Their first film was Spider Baby. And they went on to do the Pam Greer films, Coffee and Foxy Brown. And Sid was always playing the heavy. He was on tons of TV and lots of exploitation films. And he did that for two decades plus in his career. And it got to a point to where Sid was really getting tired of being typecasted. So much so that when he was invited to play the role of Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction, he turned it down, which is one of the most infamous mistakes of his career. Uh, so Sid's career really got reinvigorated through Rob Zombie, who casted him as Captain Spaulding in House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and of course, uh, Three from Hell. Sid kind of became a regular player for Rob, and that reinvigorated his career. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so when we were looking for somebody, we were looking at people like Sid Haig, Danny Trejo, Tony Todd. We wanted someone iconic to join Joey and Frank. Sid was the one that kind of fit the bill and was available somehow on Halloween. On Halloween. It just How? like we, we talk about like that's that's when he makes his nut, right? I mean, yeah, he does all the conventions. Wouldn't somebody hire then. like wouldn't somebody else pay him more to be somewhere on Halloween than we did? To his credit, Sid came and did our film on the south side of Chicago in yep. an old hundred year old farmhouse where God knows what happened. I think for him it was a chance to do something different too because his role was really a comedic role and Sid doesn't get offered a whole lot of comedic roles, not pure ones. You know, He says funny shit in horror movies, but they're still not like what we gave him. I don't know. It was really special. It was really special to have him come and do that. Um, Joey, as you got to work on screen with Sid, uh, how was that uh, process just being on Halloween and doing what you're doing? How did you, how did you handle that? Sometimes you gotta fight the devil with a demon you prepared to be that demon the first time i ever saw sid in anything was at my buddy nate dog's house we'd watch a house of a thousand corpse and he freaked me out <sighs> so going into that i don't even like clowns anyway i'm like oh boy <laughs> <laughs> but the first time i saw sid he opened his his like dressing room and he had dunkin donuts and root beer in there and he's like <laughs> You like donuts and root beer? And I was like, all right, this guy's cool. <laughs> Sid's dressing room was literally one of the empty rooms in the abandoned house we were filming at. I was like, Sid, you know, we're going to be in the south side of Chicago. I'll put you up in the nicest place I can. And uh, he was like, as long as it doesn't have rats. <laughs> yeah, so I got there before he got there and I killed all the rats. So. <laughs> but no, just walking in and having uh, Sid Haig offer you some root beer and donuts, I mean, way to disarm a man. Oh, yeah, I mean, he just, you know, I love root beer. And uh, you guys actually found me ripier that was hank's ripier yes still yes. have that bottle oh that's awesome <laughs> that's great um as the day went on and you sat down it was just like he was so professional because you know it was a smaller film you don't know how things are gonna go but he was totally cool he knew everything he was super funny he was down for whatever me and frank at the time we were sucking down parliaments like they were going our style <laughs> and frank actually taught me he's like the reason why parliaments are the ones is you can finish them in three puffs between the take and you get right back to work i was like all right thanks <laughs> raining and we're like cuddled onto this thing and i'm thinking sid's gonna be like ah oh, fuck this movie fuck this and he goes you know they're using that smog in there that fake fog do you ever get the shits from that <laughs> <laughs> Frank looks at me I look at him and Frank's like nobody and he goes oh man I did one time he's like I hope that's not gonna happen but if I get up and I leave you know what's happening 
I was like, wow. <laughs> Whoa, do we give Sid Haig diarrhea, dude? Did you fucking I, I was unaware, but if colon? I did, I would have thought some of our many lunches at Jerry's Deli that came after the fact would have definitely given him that. Which was salami and root beer. I, when I drove him home from set, we stopped at Wendy's, double bacon cheeseburger, and a root beer. <laughs> I shit you not. We all have a Sid Egg Root Beer story, and I love that. That is beautiful. That is great. We're like, okay, Sid Haig's here. Uh, let's make, let's treat him completely different from anybody else, <laughs> and almost like isolate him just because we want him to be like safe or taken care of. And he was just like, hey, you know, I don't have to be uh, alone in my dressing room. Like people could come in and like you know, we kind of pushed him away just because we're like, hey, uh, at least then he'll be comfortable. But then he was so open to hanging out with everybody and telling stories between yeah. takes, like, and he was just telling so many stories from years ago to people that had no idea what he was talking about but it was just like right it was on. lovely it was great though because no one paid attention to me at all that time. <laughs> <laughs> no direction no one cared what i was doing i was like this is great uh, joe i gave you very little direction that day honest to god because you're my rock and i was like i'm not worried about you and i can't worry about you today because doge has written sid a four-page monologue and i don't think he's done a four-page monologue in 20 years he was getting frustrated during rehearsals. The other cool thing was between takes was when he'd talk about Rob Zombie and he was getting ready to do Lords of Salem, I think. Yep. Yeah, Sid had always told me that the three directors that he would do anything for were Jack Hill, who he got to start with, Rob Zombie, and Quentin Tarantino. Definitely left an imprint with his fans, especially later in his career. He's one of those guys that really had a really historic resurgence oh, yeah. in the last decade and a half of his career and was probably the most popular he ever was during that time. And he was was very giving to all of us and i think that's why we wanted to celebrate this awesome thing we got to do share it with you guys out there that 10 years ago today on halloween yeah. we got the film with sid haig motherfucking sid haig bro dude i mean it was just such a cool cherry on top of what we've been doing you know we were in the the muck for 14 days of principal photography to try to do a whole yeah, feature <laughs> for the most part just to end that and then regroup and do our vegas trip which is a whole other uh episode i yeah, am not yeah. we're not even we're talking not gonna about get vegas into that here well. but to summarize it after all this principal photography was done Five of us loaded into a van, Joey, Frank, Aaron Breen, who played the Devil Bride, Dozier, myself, and a car that followed us. And we drove to Las Vegas, filming the entire way, evading as many police officers as we could. Yep. We got to Vegas, attended my oldest friend's wedding. Well, I said we weren't going to talk about the Busted Vegas a water trip. pump. I said we were. We were. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, but then we can't even get to the so FBI. We were, we were just teasing that episode. We were just te teasing that. You just give it a little tease. Ten right, days. You guys uh, heard it. I got Ten days off. road trip. Yeah. But what I, what I will say is the thing for Sid to go off onto that road trip was like the perfect thing we needed to recharge our batteries and be like, all right. We got something. Let's go. Uh, Joe, earlier you spoke about um, one of our nearest and dearest friends that's not with us anymore, Frank Ziger, who, in my opinion, was the best improv artist I've ever seen or worked with in my life. Yeah, uh, Frank was the first actor. I mean, Gary and Doge and um, the crew people were like the first people to believe in me as an actor, but he was the first actor to believe in me. 
I never really figured out why until maybe much later, but it was just probably because I had such a, such a hunger to, to learn and just fall on my face, which was how he was. No matter how many times I would rehearse with him, every take, everything was different and fresh and new. And I was always so scared but that's when I did the best work because he was a master at not making you think about acting at all. Best man, look, I got the gear on, I'm ready to go, man, let's do it. Sounds like really cliche, but just like being present, he was like the ultimate master at it. I feel that like we teased the Vegas episode, we have to have a Frank episode too, because Ooh. just the Frank devil my ride hijinks so and many just stories. in general hijinks is just awesome, but... I think it's safe to say that Devil in My Ride was kind of the culmination of all the short film work and us really testing our metal to see if we could really make something on next to nothing. Uh, we had a lot of help and a lot of support from oh, a lot absolutely. of people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel that we should have like a 45-minute roll call of everybody who helped us with this movie. I don't know if it we really does. It really does take a village. And, you know, so many people believed in us. Like, our cast, our crew, our producers, our friends, our family. Thank real. you, because I think that you gave us um, the confidence to move our asses across the country and get feature filmmaking uh, a shot on a slightly larger budget. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and we've worked with some really cool people and got to be a part of some really cool stuff. Uh, Devil My Ride might be the cheapest feature we'll ever make, but it has a special I hope, place I in hope my it heart. is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make a cheaper one than that. No, no, but it has a place in my heart. Of man. course. And, you know, you always remember your first one. So, uh, Sid Haig. 10 years ago, Devil in My Ride. Oh, just um, his face. It's a face. It's a fucking face. RIP. <laughs> I love the guy. Forgettable face. But fuck, that's a face. Like, it was just like, whoa, that's a, that's Sid Hang. That's a face. That's a head. Yeah. It's, and that had put him in a lot of movies and TV. Dude. There's a scene, Doreen, who, who played by Aaron Breen, my devil wife. She was locked in the bathroom. It's oh one my of my God. favorite shots yes, ever yes. of me. It's like me, Frank, and and Sid. And when we open the door, she like knocks all these ducks over and Sid's like, not my ducks. <laughs> and you look at him. And, and then he found a, a football yeah. helmet. So Gary, he's like, hey, he finds his football helmet. He goes up to Gary's like, hey, can I wear this football helmet? And Gary's like, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> he, like, puts so he puts it in and they open the door back up to get the crazy devil bride so they can give her a shot, the tranquilizer. And Sid's got a fire poker and a helmet on. He's the biggest guy. It's just dude, so funny. It, was, it wasn't just a football helmet. It was where you put two beers in it. It was like that beer football helmet. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. Because it was mine. I got that for my 21st birthday. So many props and weird shit in that scene is all from like my parents' basement. Like all the weird paintings and, and all that knickknacks it was just like i oh, love yeah. this Here painting that's hilarious don't tell me to calm down god damn it i'm calm joey if people want to check out some of your work you got anything coming out you got anything they should check out i just finished an episode of a tv show called in with the devil uh it's written by Some more devil, devil action yeah. ride with the devil yeah. shit uh, it was really cool got to do a couple things with paul walter hauser and mm. uh, taron edgerton Great I play actors. A, a weirdo uh, named Percy, and he is described as a leopard sitting in a corner. So there's right. that. Uh, I have a film coming out called Whisper. Whisper stars myself and the great Maya Mitchell. Uh, that will be coming out in um, spring 2022. So look out for it because it's fun, weird, and funky. It's demented. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that film gets very dark. That will be another episode too. We'll have another. Uh, yeah, we'll Whisper definitely have you back uh, like when that. Whisper comes out, and uh, something you can else. also see Joey in my last film, Vincent and Roxy, alongside Emil Hirsch and Zoe Kravitz. It's a good time. So, uh, Doge, if people want to check out Devil in My Ride and they want to laugh their asses off this Halloween. Where can they see it? They could rent it from Amazon. Nice. Well, uh, it was great talking Devil in My Ride with you guys. It was great reminiscing. Yes. And uh, happy Halloween, gentlemen. Right. Happy Halloween. Thank you for having me, guys. All right. I am Gary Michael Schultz. And I'm the Doge. And this has been a cinematic quicksand quick blast. Here comes the groom. <laughs> Here comes the groom, motherfucker. Follow Cinematic Quicksand on all your favorite social media and podcast platforms. Music for Cinematic Quicksand was written and performed by Rudy Mancuso and Jamie Rise. 